Um, with nugs. <laughs> nugs. <laughs> Gold nugs. <laughs> the nuggies. Welcome. Wherever you are in the world, maybe it's morning, afternoon, maybe it's the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Well, we are here today to talk about EVs, and it is the Making It EV podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this room we've got Joel Jolo. Hello everyone. Hello dear listeners. And Scott Burnsy Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And myself Nina. Uh, Nina D. Okay Ninja. Ninja. Ah oh, thank you. Ninja. <laughs> Basically we're sitting in a room together and we're going to unpack a whole bunch of things related to EV. But why are we doing this? We yeah. have our reasons. Why am I here? I don't know. It's a big question. <laughs> Why am I here with Ask your gods. <laughs> headphones on recording a podcast. <laughs> well, for me, Ninja and Bernsey, it's obvious we as a human race need to do more about this current climate challenge. And so I look within myself and I say, well, what am I doing? Uh, and I also have had a look into this electric vehicle space and I, f I find it quite intriguing. Uh, and my next car will be an EV. I drive a hybrid at the moment and I'm a few months away really from thinking about that, uh, that purchase. And so for me, when I started looking into it, I was like, this is daunting. Like this is really complex. And uh, I really didn't know one way from another. And I thought, well, we have some skills and some expertise that speaks to trying to make content a bit more accessible to the to the mass ma masses. Why don't I ring up a couple of old friends uh, who I really enjoy working with in, in Ninja and Bernsey and we, we try and tackle this together in terms of making this space a bit more accessible and, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a journey. I think is really motivating for me is the fact that I've had so many kind of informal conversations with people where I've literally just winged it thinking that I know what I'm talking about and I actually don't. And, and I think that a lot of people do that. They kind of like in, they know that this is the right thing to do in terms of like the future and things like that. But they just kind of get to the point where like, like, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Right. And no one likes to be in that situation. And I just think that by able to unpack some of these things and be able to talk about these ideas and this thing that's inevitable, that's coming up, um, then we can allow people to repack it in a, into, a, into a, a format or a situation to make it relevant for their life. And Australia's at risk of falling behind the rest of the world, and I think little, little old us, if we can make a little bit of an impact, change some minds then we're, we're getting the, the job done. Um, and personally, I know nothing about them. And for me, I'm sure like many people, we're sort of blinded by, by the big brand of Elon Musk and Tesla and whatever he says on Twitter and, and all that noise is it shuts a lot of people out, but there's actually a lot of good things going on. So we are here to essentially uh, bust some myths, look under the hood and figure out what all those different charging cables are for. Making AV. What is the difference even between an EV 
and mm. a, an average car. I mean, it, I think people kind of know, but not really. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's, it's such a, this is like the real kind of heart of the issue is that if you see uh, a Tesla or an EV going down the street, you know, if you weren't really paying attention to the brand, you would see it and be like, okay, cool. It's got four wheels. It's got four doors. I enter it and I drive it. I see it moving around the same as any other car. Well, why is this different? And it's everything that happens inside the car, not on the outside, mm. right? Um, and fundamentally, it's essentially how the whole thing is is driven, the power that drives it, right? Um, so in a real blunt way, you've got combustion engine cars. They're the cars that we that we would have learned to drive on. They're the cars that you probably drive right now. They're the cars you always kind of jump in and learn how to, you know, like you jump in your mate's car and drive down the road or whatever. Chances are that's, well, pretty much guaranteed that's going to be an inter- internal combustion engine, also known as ICE, ICE. Um, and then all the way down the other end of the spectrum of the opposite of that is an EV, electric vehicle, also known as a BA- BEV, a BEV, a battery electric vehicle. Now, they're the all-electric ones, right? Um, and between those two, you've got some different shades of grey between all combustion to all EV. And we don't have to go into that right now. But It's like the hybrid, right? Like the yeah, they're the hybrid Toyota ones, right? Prius is but there's even, there's even yeah. like different facets of hybrid as well. When you look at all electric, the biggest fundamental difference between a combustion engine car and an electric one is the power that drives it. So an electric vehicle is driven by a battery or batteries. Um, and that that is essentially the fuel that makes the car move. Now, combustion engine car is driven by gasoline, fuel, petroleum, you know, those those types of words. It's liquid. It's, it's something that you're constantly having to fill up. Um, and that's what we all know. We go to the service station, go to the petrol station, we pick up the hose, put it in the car, and we fill up the car. Pump the gas. Pump, Pump the, the gas. gas. Yeah, what we talk about here in terms of this opportunity to electrify the, the transport that we use, which really isn't that far away from us in terms of reach. And hopefully, you know, we can help everyone try and get their heads around it like we are ourselves. With an electric way of life, like an electric lifestyle, there's so many more ways to adapt it to your own life. For example, um, you know, you have the choice with an electric vehicle to charge your car from your solar panels versus being, you know, just, oh, I've just got to go down the road to where the petrol station is and whatever the price is on that, I, I've got to do it. Like, that's just it, right? Whereas, um, you know, there is ways in which you can take and have more control and choice as to how you're consuming energy, whether it be from a sustainable point of view, whether it be from you know, saving money point of view, whether it just be like, I want to do it the way I want to do it. Like, I want to geek out on how how I structure my life or I just want to set and forget lifestyle and someone just tells me, yeah, just plug it in there and you're sweet. Hmm. At its basic level, it's essentially you plug it into a socket, right? I mean, that is essentially how you charge the battery, like you would a laptop, like, like you would your phone. You, is it is it actually a normal-looking socket? Like, you've got this, this little three... Three holes, little what if smiley I face. 
because I've been doing a little bit of research oh, on this, and uh, I actually flunked science in year <laughs> 11, so, so you know, don't hold me to, but I was trying to get my head around it, and I was trying to really understand the different types of charging that were going on, and I'm sorry to get scientific for a sec, but you have to strip it back to ACDC. Alternate current and direct current, and so... What the grid is pushing out is what we call AC or alternate current. But in able to store a charge, we need it in direct current. And what I didn't realize until recently is like even with your phone, there's a little converter that sits within the, the core that you plug in that's taking AC to DC so that it can store on the battery. And so in your phone, in your, in your phone, would that be with any electronic device? So, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it, so batteries are, are really about a DC, um, charge, uh, storage of charge. So what is happening is when I plug into the wall socket, um, and charge my EV, what's happening is there needs to be a conversion of that AC to DC, uh, and that, that takes a lot of energy. You know, that takes some that time. And so that that's not as fast as some of what we call rapid charges, where it's a direct DC current coming from these special machines that are getting more and more um, prevalent around the world, and, and especially in Australia, it's been ro- rolled out lots more, where those charges are direct DC into the DC battery, so they're a lot faster. So DC from some wall box essentially into the into your EV car. Correct. Right. Yeah. The difference being there's is no that, conversion happening. Correct. The conversion happens on the on the charger and it comes straight in as a DC. Oh interesting. I'm, I'm gonna give those tiny little iPhone cables a little bit more credit then. No <laughs> wonder they cost like thirty dollars if you lose one. It's not easy charging either, especially when you're out and about because what I've found is a bit similar to I've got an iPhone. What have you got have you guys got iPhones? iPhones, yep. Oh, we all got iPhones. Steve but, you Jones. know when you go away and Everyone's got iPhones, but the one person's got Android, and then they say, can I have a charge? And you're like, I've only got iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. very similar thing exists in the EV space, because for whatever reason, the world couldn't get together yet around some standards that speak to the, plug, the plugs to actually yeah. you know, charge these right, things. Right, right, right. So... Sorry, I'm going to get a little bit scientific. Well, yeah. not scientific, a bit of tech talk. A bit of yeah. tech talk. Yeah. Uh, little bit of tech talk again. And none of this is simple. It's, it's, it's quite a complex space. But I'm going to talk about different types of plugs. And there's two. Remember I mentioned AC, alternate current charging, and that was the slower one. We have a Type 1, and this was the first plug to appear in Australia. And this is the standard used by a lot of uh, North America and Japan. And this is a a plug that has five pins, uh, but we don't see that much in Australia anymore. We we now have a Type 2 plug Mm -hmm. that has seven pins, Mm -hmm. just to make it really easy. But this has mainly come out of Europe, and we've sort of adopted the European standards here. So we've got the Type 1, the Type 2. So... If you're going overseas, or I don't think you'd be shipping your EV overseas, but there are different types. Just Potentially, straight people off could be moving. Exactly. Well, maybe, yeah. It's just something to think about. And then the rapid DC, so the direct current, the ones that were faster, we have the protocol that's called very sexily CHADMO, and this is French for charge de move. Did I do that right? Really? I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> charge de move. Move. Like, oh, a char- like charge de move? Yes. 
Charge to move. <laughs> Which means moving, move using charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is this is primarily used again out of Japan, uh, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Toyota, and it allows charging um, up to a hundred kilowatts. But that's that's buzz talk. But we have another one, CCS or Combined Charging System, and this is a, a it's like a build on the Type Two I mentioned before, and it allows both AC and DC charging. Uh, and this is used by Volkswagen, BMW, Ford, Hyundai. And it allows charging um, almost three times off the Chattermo, so three times the speed. And uh, yet you really need to understand what your car is. Is it Chattermo? Is it CCS? Type 1, Type 2? Oh, and then when you're out and about and you might need a charge, think about, thinking about adapters and, and you know making sure that. Yeah. It gets even better. One more point. <laughs> yeah. Tesla, you know, Tesla's gone and rolled out the superchargers everywhere. And you'd think that maybe if I was a non-Tesla driver, I might be able to use that. Uh, uh, uh. What, the only Tesla, only like, Tesla. specific? So, it's, only. It's like so if you see a Tesla brand on it, like, yeah. you can only use your Tesla on that. Tesla brand, only Tesla. Oh, so it's like so another, it's like another plug wall. Yeah. Like, how, like, Apple bring out their charging, yeah. like, specific Apple charger plug. Yeah. The lightning like, cable. Yeah, then you got, like, Google or Pixel or whatever, and they'll have a USB-C, and then... You've basically like, if someone turns up to a party, exactly, and oh, I need to charge my phone, and oh, I've only got I've only got an iPhone. Oh, well. You've got three or four cables and adapters, and then you end up trouble. being that you end up being that person that's like walking around with their phone plugged into a, a battery that's been <laughs> like one of those portable chargers, and you just oh man. I mean, it's it's funny that we say this because the EU is rolling out legislation to standardise phone charging, so everything becomes USB C. Right. Because they, they have basically said that it is detrimental to the consumer and there shouldn't be proprietary charging, right? True. It's almost like wall sockets are proprietary to Energy Australia or AGL. No, you need to have the freedom as a consumer to plug and charge your devices, not because you're with one brand or the other. So hopefully in the future there will be something, come on EU and progressives, yeah. that will actually standardise, at least minimise. If not standardise, at least minimise. But all these, is just, it's just ammunition for anyone who's a sceptic of EVs to be like, see, that's, this is like, not, not that they need to be like anti-EVs, but it's be like, they're meant to be reluctant to adopt it because it, it's just, this is just another thing that's going to make it inconvenient. This is another thing that's going to mm. make it less easy. So... It's whilst we can really, you know, we are in its infancy and we want to talk about and, and think about how we're going to make it in the long term more regulated and, and, and more streamlined. Um, in the short term, and and we could arguably say, you know, the planet isn't, you know, kind of waiting around for us to get our regulatory butts into gear. <laughs> like, we still need to do something about it. Um, and the fact that like you go charging and it'd be like, yeah, look, charging is really good for the environment, but it's really difficult for you. Well, the majority of people will be like, well, I'm going to choose me, not the environment because that's just how we've always done it. Right. And it's human it, first. It's human. It's always, yeah. it's always been human first. And like, I, I, I would personally be frustrated if I was like, oh, look, you can only use this if you have a Tesla. Right. Well, I had to buy the budget version. So now I'm now. Uh, am I now like out of not only is this inconvenient in general, but it's more inconvenient because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't wealthy enough to afford the Tesla. Like I would just feel disgruntled as a 
as a consumer. I'm sensing disgruntled. I'm so, like, I'm frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite frustrated Fence with it. Better. But also, <laughs> but also like if you compare it to like filling up my car with petrol, like, yeah, I've got like E10 and, and I can, <laughs> I can get like the premium, you know, um, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, the different performances for different cars. But the bloody, the thing still is a hose and I still inject it. Like if I go to turn up to a petrol station, it doesn't have the E10 I'm looking for. Well, I'll just use another version of unleaded. Um, and it'll, and I'll, I'll be back on the road. But if I turn up to a car and it hasn't got my plug, I'm like, well, I'm royally fucked. What is E10? <laughs> you know, the, the unleaded fuel. The eth- eth- what did I, well, the ethanol something, right? Well, I, just, I mean, it's going back to Chatham. I, I had no idea. But, but, I mean, even even that's a lot. I mean, we think that f- fuel terminology is simple, but it's just because we're used to it. Yeah. Again, yeah. I same. You just said, "What's E10?" Exactly. Right. But it's still another acronym for another type of fuel for specific cars or specific uses. So there's still diversity within fuel cars, but we're just not used to terminology for electric vehicles to feel comfortable yet. Totally. Should we talk about EVs in Australia? Yeah. Yes. Because I think even at a high level. Because that, like, when I have a chats, like, at the pubs and my mates and just, everyone I say to people, like, oh, I'm doing this thing about EVs, they'll be like, so the first question is what's, like, what, what can you even get in Australia? Yeah. Well, sales of EVs in Australia rose sharply in 2021 compared with 2020, three times, actually. And we're coming off pretty embarrassing baselines, especially when we talk about the rest <laughs> well, the, of the well, world. the rest of the world. But we sold uh, 20,665 EVs in 2021, uh, and that was up um, th- the three times. What that represents is a 2% market share of all sales. Which, right. So you know, for out of all the cars that are on the road, or oh, sorry, all the cars that were sold, sold, that were sold. in that year, in new that cars? time period. New cars. Yep. New cars. Yep. 2% were electric vehicles. Correct. All right, so let's let's compare it to say like, do you have like a stat there on like our cousins, our, our New Zealanders? I do have one. Where, where do you think we sit in terms of our like, beloved cousins in New Zealand? So like if we, so 2% of the sales in Australia, how many sales were made in New Zealand? So how many people are like basically buying them? Yeah, what percentage of? I'd say. I'd say we're slightly better. I'd say, we're, yeah, I'd say either, either we're better or we're the same as New Zealand. Smugly would like to claim that, but we're not. New Zealand right. are 6% in oh, terms of oh their total geez. sales. So three times. Three times. The share. So what country do you think has the highest percentage of sales? Oh, well, the Scandos are the, are the ones that Scandos. are like... Norway, isn't no. it? 50%? Norway has 72% wow. of their sales in 2021. A whole 70% more than us. <laughs> yes. Sweden, 45%, and Netherlands is 30%. So wow. if you contrast us, and the actual global average of, of new car sales for EVs is 9%, yet we here in Australia are 2%. They're also a very environmentally conscious nation, New Zealand. Yeah. You know, the uh, very beautiful countryside, and I think they probably figured out for for that to remain intact, they need to change the ways that they do things. And so, for them getting around like they are in terms of EVs, that's a really positive sign. And uh, it's just a bit of a shame that we're we're not there yet. Let's talk about the money and what the cheapest EV is in Australia now, and. Do, does anyone want to hazard a guess, driver, 
drive-away price. The of an e- like a full EV thing. Battery EV. Battery EV. If I bought a new one. I, I think I, I read... Cheapest. The cheapest, cheapest I so think... So not a Tesla, obviously. Not a Tesla. 43,990. <laughs> Close. Got in front of you. Close. 46,990. Oh. And it's the MG S EV. Oh, this um, must be this must be old because this says forty three thousand. So the Chinese are definitely moving in this space around uh, affordable EV, and even if you look outside, you you will see more and more of the MG brand um, on the roads. What's really interesting, there's a BYD Atto three, also a Chinese manufacturer, coming to Australia very soon, and that is at a at a similar price point. So. We're still, you know, that's not exactly cheap, but sooner or later we will start to get a bit of a second-hand market on some of these these um, models. Uh, whilst supply is still a big issue in Australia, uh, we've had a few new ranges rolling out in Australia and literally been snapped up uh, within the hour in terms of orders that take six to nine months for the for the cars to, to turn up. So I don't think there's any short of interest here in Australia for these cars, but supply has is is, is definitely been a bit of an issue. Right, but like I don't see any of those on the street. Like, I just see Teslas everywhere. <laughs> well, there's actually so many different brands of electric vehicles that we're not even aware of. Uh, so there's an Audi do a SUV. Uh, the BMW's got a few versions. I've got BMW i3s, X5. Uh, there's a Hyundai Iconic. Uh, sorry, Ionic. Um, the Jaguar. Oh, there's an I-Pace Kia. There's a Kia Nero. There's a Lexus Mercedes. There's actually so many of these companies have actually rolled out their own EV version. Mm. Obviously, these are a bit of a higher class. I'm sure they're more expensive. But yeah, I mean, not everything needs to be a Tesla. 39 different vehicles now, EVs are available in Australia. 39. 39. Yep. You can get a mini. I mini electric a, hatch. A whole range of things. Burns, it's funny you say that before about Tesla. The most popular model sold in Australia is the Tesla Model 3. Any hazard a guess of what percentage that is of all BEVs. Of the 2%. Of the 2%. How well, many of those are Tesla? How many of those are Tesla what percentage? Model 3s, T- yeah. 10%? Over half. Over The majority. Over half. Good guess. 60%. There you go. A whopping 60% of all EV sales in Australia are the Tesla Model 3, which is I thought, quite an incredible start, really. Yeah, considering how much are they? They're pretty exy, aren't they? 70 up, 70k. 70, 80k, yeah. depending on like the little packages and additions you get and everything. Because I was doing my own little research around like used ones. Because I, I naturally go like, well, I can't afford a, a new one. So let's go to the used car market and see what that's like. And it just, it, that was nuts. Mm. Like looking at Teslas on the used car and they're like 100k, like 90k, um, 120k. And I'm just like... Like, wait a minute. Like, why Why is it more to get a second-hand one than it is to get, if I just go and get one off the, you know, the next one that comes on a container from... Because I think you have to wait six to nine months for that new one. Oh, so and people so are... If you want the convenience, demand. you pay for the convenience. Yeah. that's That comes back to the supply issue around EVs. We, we're just not getting enough. And I think this is a global thing as well, and you sort of... Strip it back to globally. There's issues around supplies for all sorts of manufacturing, building, and right. also also cars. Right. But but I feel there are 
as you said, I think there's, what, 39 different cars on offer. I'm sure not every one of those has an epic waiting list. I'm sure you could maybe get a Hyundai Kona or a Nissan Leaf for a little mini hatch. Like, not everything, it doesn't feel like they would be necessarily delayed or... I could be wrong, but I think the Kona was the one that sold out in an hour. The new wow, version of the really? Kona, yeah. It was there de- you go. Yeah, oh, it was. Interesting. Um, did you know there's also a Harley Davidson? <laughs> so, you get electric. It's yeah. It's called the live wire. Live wire, yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> All right, guys. Elephant in the room. Right, yeah. We've talked about charging. We've talked about cables. We've talked about the costs and yeah, it all sounds okay, sounds pretty good. But really the main reason anyone would actually convert to an EV is because of the environmental impact. So what is the impact or not impact of EVs? Like, Do we know that? Absolutely, Ninja. Uh, and I think the first point is that stuff coming out of exhaust pipes is toxic and that is only adding to the big hole in the ozone layer. So if we can start coping some of that, because the thing about battery EVs is there's no discharge of CO2, of carbon carbon dioxide. Uh, I think if you consider it a bit further, though, and we think about, well, EVs still need electricity and what's actually fueling, where's that fuel coming from? And we talk about coal and those things. Yes, that 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 is a factor as we consider it today but in the future especially around renewables and especially in Australia where solar is such a prevalent aspect one in three houses in Australia has solar and if we think about a world where that solar is actually fueling the battery and the car that is an incredible situation where we're we're waning off gas we're waning off coal and we're using renewables um out of the sky and we're going to talk a bit about that in another podcast and this concept called bi-directional charging but we'll get there we'll get there in time yeah and also like you can't underestimate the fact that there are you know the ways in which we generate this power that we put into the car whether it's petrol or whether it's electricity the way we generate that does have its pros and cons to the environment right and when we're talking about, okay, well, if we're still relying on electricity, well, then, okay, well, let's talk about the grid. Like, what, what's, how does Australia's grid stack up in terms of being able to sustain all these? Like, if we were to flick a switch and every single car out there was electric, can we even charge all those cars? The answer is straight up is no, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, at large, we're on a much larger version, a larger journey in terms of how we're actually transitioning, not just how we drive cars and what cars we drive, but also how our energy system is structured within the country and, and at large within the world. And then we start layering into politics and layering into, I mean, you can see it just now in the, in the news, like the grid and the, the, the energy crisis that we're in at the moment, like we don't even have uh, EVs or any of those sustainable, like kind of those long-term sustainable solutions in place, but we're already kind of like going, how do we how do we navigate this? So it's a much, much larger issue that we definitely wouldn't be able to cover in a in a basics. And so I think it definitely merits its own uh, kind of a deeper dive episode into, you know, what what does sustainability look like, but also more importantly, like how do we consume energy in in the in the world and in our lifestyle? Bidirectional is a great topic to talk about, but also um, you know, different other aspects of, of how where power can come from, from a sustainable point of view. Mm. And I think for for those considering EVs, I feel generalisation, people have made small steps, impactful steps to actually be cleaner, 
the way we live on the planet, right? Like I'm sure us three here in the room have good good energy supplies where it's, you know, carbon neutral and, and green energy. And so we're already on that journey. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily go from uh, getting your, your energy all from coal and then deciding to have an EV the next day. You, you are probably already in that mindset of, oh, I've got my recycling and I've got a keep cup and I'm, I'm doing these little things to help the environment, but how can I make a big impact with an EV? And so at least those who are considering buying probably are already plugging into to, to a carbon neutral energy system. Everyone is going through some type of transition in their life around a way in which they're going to be able to create a lifestyle that's more sustainable in the long term. And scene. (laughs) And that was the first episode of Making It EV, where we stripped it back to basics about EVs. We're Nina, Jolo and Bernsey. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who will be interested in finding out more about EVs. You can find out more about us on our website, makingitev.com, and follow us on Instagram, making underscore it underscore EV for extra content. Listener.